The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you facing a difficult decision in your life? Or maybe it's not just one decision. Are you going through just a sense of uncertainty, uh, maybe a malaise in your life, feeling like something's not quite right? Well, if you're in that situation, nothing wrong with that. I've been there and frankly am there a little bit myself right now. But if you're in that situation, here's a question I want you to consider. Is it possible that you don't know what to do simply because you don't yet know exactly what you want? Welcome to the Radical Personal Finance Podcast. My name is Joshua Sheets, and I'm your host. Thank you for being with me today. This is the show where we work together to build a rich life now and enjoy that life today while also building and executing on a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. The reason that I emphasize that word together is because we really are on a road together. Yes, I'm the host of this show, and yes, I consider myself a teacher, and I'm here to share with you uh, thoughts and ideas and insights and things that I have learned. But guess what? We're on exactly the same path. Uh, That's why I do this show. I'm working each and every day to live a rich life now, and I'm also working each and every day to build a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. I'm several years into that plan, and things are on track, but uh, I haven't yet fully uh, arrived at my own definition of financial freedom, but I'm on the way. And the reason I say together also is because today I'm going to share a little bit of my experience. Now, I am doing this simply as an example. It's not This is, a, this is not a therapy session for me today. I'm not going to just be talking on and on about me, but I do want to just share a little bit from my own experience because what I've learned is many of you are in similar situations. And sometimes it's helpful when somebody can share, here's what I'm going through and here's what I'm facing. Uh, and then you can see the correlations in your own life. I really believe this concept is one that it, it, it seems very simple. Frankly, when I'm sitting here looking at the uh, my notes, I, I'm just thinking, this is pretty obvious. But I've learned not to second guess <laughs> the things that seem obvious because it was meaningful to me. In short, I want to talk about decision-making. I want to talk about whether we really need to spend most of our time working through the decision-making process or whether that time is better spent on simply getting clear about the outcome that we want. And I'm realizing more and more that I have spent and spend too much time in the former, focusing on the process and trying to weigh decisions, and not enough time just simply getting very clear on the latter. 
the vision. Here's where this came from. On Friday, I did a Q&A show, and as a component of that Q&A show, the last two uh, Q&A shows, I've been asked uh, about what is the appropriate amount of money to put into retirement plans versus non-retirement plans. Now, this is a difficult question for me to answer, um, not just because, well, the only answer is a specific personal answer. Of course, you know that. Yes, the only real answer is a is a a, a personal calculated answer. Run a financial plan and dig into the goals. You know that. Uh, but it's a difficult answer for me to give because it cuts very much across the orthodoxy of common opinion. As a trained formal financial planner, uh, I have to be careful to give the ideal answer to questions. I have to be careful to talk about the tax advantages of things like 401k plans and IRAs and Roth IRAs. Uh, That's important. If I were still practicing with individual clients, there could very realistically be a breach of professional responsibility if I were to give advice that's not the optimal financial advice. And While I'm sensitive to those who are opposed to the use of tax-deferred accounts, uh, for example, I'm sensitive and and understand the ideas and fears that uh, the rules will change. I believe the rules will change myself. I'm sensitive to the ideas and the fears of the invasion of privacy. Uh, One of the possible motivations behind the establishment of of tax-qualified accounts is that that money becomes very, very public. Uh, It's formally reported to uh, the United States government every year, and most of you who are in other countries have similar systems. I'm sensitive to those uh, concerns, but I'm not, personally, I'm not overly worried about it um, for for various reasons. I haven't decided I'm just going to go cash out all my IRAs and and be done with it because of of the invasion of privacy. Some people get there, and I I get it. I'm not there myself. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe in a few years I will. I don't, but I don't intend, I, I don't particularly intend to go there. And so the question often puts me in a difficult position. And if you listened to the Friday Q&A show, you'd have heard me even just talking about it again, trying to figure out what's the right solution. And I know for me, the decision I've made is that putting tax-qualified accounts such as my Roth IRAs and my uh, traditional IRAs and that type of investment program at the forefront – Putting it at the forefront of my investment plan is no longer the correct course of action for me. But I know I have had a lot of listeners who've written me emails and reviews and said, because of you, I'm fully funding my 401k plans. And I feel a little guilty because I look and say, well, if it's not right for me, then this listener is, is, is taking action based upon what I've said. Am I really giving the best advice? Should I be telling them not to do it? I don't believe the answer is that hardline answer. So I was struggling with what... How do I reconcile this unsettled feeling? Because I want to give good advice and I don't know how to do it. So over the weekend, I was reading, finishing up a book. <laughs> tire, uh, I had a slow leak in my tire, had a screw in the tire, and took it to the tire place to get it uh, patched real quick next to my house. And I was finishing up on Saturday afternoon, sitting there reading uh, a book called Unworking. And this is a book by a guy named Clark Van Deventer. Um, I interviewed him for the show, and he sent me a copy of his book, and I read it, and I really have been enjoying it. Um, it's a good book. Uh, not a, it's not a great book, but it really resonated. Great book in the sense that it's got some, some, some. It's, it's not 
smoothly put together, uh, but it just is a book that resonated with me personally, and so it was a great book for me. And uh, the the subtitle of the book is called Unworking, Exit the Rat Race, Live Like a Millionaire, and Be Happy Now. Well, in that book, Saturday afternoon, I'm sitting there reading it, and he wrote a note. Uh, he, he was talking about the lifestyle that he and his family have chosen. And in the the chapter was entitled, Family is Greater Than Career. That was what is important to him. And he wrote this paragraph in there in describing their lifestyle. And he was describing talking about the lifestyle of the kids uh, and how much, many toys he gives them. And that was the context for this. But he after describing this lifestyle, and I'll, I'll go ahead and read the preceding paragraphs because I think it'll it'll help set up the, the quote that really stood out to me. He said, our kids probably have fewer toys than most American kids their age. I think that fewer toys helps develop their creativity. And because we did not spend our money on toys, they got to go to the rainforest. For his birthday when he turned five, our son rode a horse to the top of a volcano and roasted marshmallows on cooling lava. How many kids get to do that? We ski with our kids all winter long. We're at the beach with them all summer. We go on hikes and bike rides and spend months on the road together, camping and crashing in hotels and doing cannonballs in the pool. There's trips to the aquarium and the zoo and the museum, not occasionally, but all the time. There's trips to Central America and Thailand and lots of other amazing places. How many kids get to celebrate their fifth birthday roasting marshmallows over cooling lava? Our kids have ridden elephants, fed pink dolphins, and snorkeled the Andaman Sea. They've learned to count to ten in Thai from a barkeep in Koh Samoai. Their worldview and mine have been stretched by these amazing experiences. Here's the quote. This is possible for our family because of the way my wife and I have designed our life. We didn't get lucky. We did not win the lottery. We don't have a rich uncle. We just know what we want. When I read that quote sitting there at the car dealership on Saturday afternoon, I just I circled it. If you want to see the actual picture, I circled it and I wrote next to it in my notes, I put the magic the magic key to a rich life. Knowing what you want. Uh, put a picture of it on Instagram. I'll I'll link that uh, in the notes for today, uh, or just go to instagramcom Sheets and you'll find it. But it stood out to me that if you know what you want, the path is simple. And I realized that is what the answer to the. 401k versus non-401k question is. Now, in that Friday Q&A call, a listener said, should I put more money into the 401k? I have a, I think half a million bucks in there. And I thought, well, you know, what do you, and my answer was, what do you want? But I hadn't really identified that, what do you want? That's the way that you answer that question of how much money should I put in a Roth IRA? And over those last two shows, there's been some uh, discussion in the private Facebook Irregulars group, and several members of the group said, uh, you know, since that show, I went and I reduced my 401k contributions because I realized that putting a ton of money into the 401k was not right for me. And again, I when I saw those posts, I, was, I said, great, but I also felt a little guilty, like, am I doing the right thing? But the key of what is the right solution, how much money to put is simply based upon what do you want? Do you want to have the money set aside for the long-term traditional age 65 retirement while allowing you just simply to live a lifestyle and not worry too much about the investments because they're invested in fairly mainstream things? Or do you want a lifestyle that gives you something different? It's a big question. And I realized that for me, 
the paragraphs I just read about the children, uh, you know, how celebrating, you know, my son's fifth birthday by riding a horse to the top of a volcano and roasting marshmallows on cooling lava. That's the life I want. And that's why prioritizing putting money into a 401k is no longer right for me. It may have been right for me at some point in the past, but it's no longer right for me. And it may be right for you or it may not be right for you, but it's based upon what you want. And that message has been resonating and resonating with me just consistently for the last few few days. I thought I got it before, <laughs> but now I, I really get it. I really get it. Because I've been applying that to all the different areas of my life. I've been in a bit of a funk the last few weeks trying to figure out what to do. I've reached an inflection point in uh, radical personal finance. Uh, and uh, you know, just today, a few minutes before I am recording this show, I just posted a picture of, of the stats for the show. And we just hit 2 million downloads uh, for radical personal finance, which is a, an amazing milestone in the history of the show. Uh, that puts, just for the sake of context, that puts Radical Personal Finance in about the top 4 to 5% of all podcasts of any genre in terms of listener size. So that's a really cool milestone for the show, and I thank each one of you who's listening to me right now. But I've struggled the last few weeks even recognizing that, yes, um, the audience is growing and things are working, but... I haven't known how to deal with it. I haven't known how to make the decisions. The show's not so small that I can just do it all myself, but then I think, well, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I get bigger in this way? Should I move in this other direction? And I've gone around and around and around and around and around and around, and it's been difficult. But the problem isn't because I don't know which decision to make. The problem is I'm not clear enough on exactly what I want. Because depending on what I want, that's what's going to drive the decision. And so I've been putting the cart before the horse. I've been putting the thinking and the pursuing different paths ahead of figuring out and getting clear on what are you trying to do. My own problems in being able to execute on my business plan or being able to execute on my task list are not based upon any problem with me in, in the terms of, well, I'm just not good at this or, or I don't know what to do. The problems of execution are being caused by my lack of a clear vision. Could that be the same with you in a decision that you're facing right now? Are your problems of execution being caused simply by the lack of a clear vision? I'm so grateful for my wife. She she's the one who's been helping me uh, diagnose this and this kind of spinning uh, circle I've been in for a few months. Of, of I, I was seriously pursuing um, expanding radical personal finance to the uh, the to into an AM radio show. Then I'm thinking, well, I need to do a YouTube show. Then I'm thinking, well, no, I need to focus on my writing. And meanwhile, nothing. I feel like nothing has been getting pressed forward. And she constantly asks me, like, why are you? Uh, what are you actually doing and why are you trying to do it? Why are you going to this and why are you going to that? And I haven't known the answer. It's because I haven't had the clear vision. The vision that we have of the outcome that we want 
will drive the correct decision. And since that epiphany on Saturday afternoon, I've been just seeing how clearly this applies to most of the problems I'm currently facing in my life and most of the problems that other people are facing in in their lives. If you know that what you want is to go and travel the world, then the decisions you'll make are simple. If you know that you want to travel the world and you want to go now and you, and you want to go on a backpacking trip, well, then you just simply prioritize that and you make it happen. If you know that you want to travel the world like, uh, what was the guy, Jim Rogers did years ago, and a custom, uh, a custom built, uh, he took a Mercedes convertible and put it onto a Mercedes 4x4 G-Wagon chassis, made a custom trailer and drove that thing around the world. If you want to travel the world like that, staying with kings and princes and sultans and driving the world in a custom luxury automobile, well, then your path is going to be different. The backpacking trip just requires 15, 20,000 bucks, sell some stuff, sell some car, grab a backpack and go. The other trip requires you to build a massive business. So if you want to be a billionaire, you got to put in place a certain financial plan. If you want to be uh, a lifestyle entrepreneur, you've got to put in place a certain financial plan. It's all based upon the vision. Now, when that vision gets cloudy, as it has been for me, and that's where I thought when I started this, this show that I wanted to be a lifestyle entrepreneur. Then I thought, well, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's not what I should be doing. Maybe I should be expanding and becoming more mainstream. Then I thought about becoming mainstream, and I said, I'm not a mainstream guy. Like It doesn't work for me, so maybe I should be adjusting in this direction. I don't want to go on and on about all the different business decisions I've faced. But as I've been struggling with these things, the problem has been I'm not clear enough on what I want. That's really all I got for you uh, as far as a show today. Uh, If you are facing a decision in your life, or if you're facing a sense of questions, if you're asking yourself a financial question, the answer to it is most likely going to be found in getting clearer on what you want. And when you're asking advice, whether that's from me or some other professional The good advisor, yes, they have a little bit of information. I have some technical information that is more in-depth in personal finance and financial planning than other people do. And you'll be working with technical advisors your whole life. If you hire an attorney, you're hiring them because of their technical knowledge and their ability to create an outcome for you. If you're hiring a consultant or advisor, uh, you're hiring a nutritionist or a a, – what are the things people called who – personal trainer – if you're hiring a personal trainer, you're hiring them to some degree what based upon what they know. But the skillful advisor that's really going to help you, the primary service and work that they're doing is to be helping you get clear on what you want. If it's personal training, if you want to win a fitness model contest, the, the Training for that is going to be very different than winning a bodybuilding contest, and that's going to be different than winning a Spartan Games or winning a a marathon. All of those are going to require a different training solution, and so you've got to first know what you're trying to accomplish. I'm sharing those physical examples because they're kind of a they're helpful to me. I've been struggling the same thing. Like, what am I trying to do with? how healthy I am. What's the outcome? I'm not really sure, which just means just wandering around in circles. 
Sometimes I think it's one thing and then it adjusts in a different direction. So the truly skilled professional is going to spend more time working with you, helping you to adjust your vision. Because once you get clear on the vision for what you're trying to create, the solutions are really pretty simple. Applies in every part of life. Applies in, in everything. Some of the ways I've been doing it, journaling is useful. Um, speaking to yourself. I, I get the benefit of creating a podcast. Um, but you can do the same thing for yourself. Pull out your phone. Dictate for yourself a voice memo. And as we go today, my challenge to you is to do exactly that. Just think about what you want. One other useful thing, I had it in my outline here, but I skipped it, and I'll just do it as the music winds down. The major benefit, uh, if, if you don't know what you want, don't take any action. So the major benefit of a show like mine is to talk about what's available. What are the options that are available? So this book on working, uh, I'll review it soon. I intend to review it soon. But this book on working is useful because it talks to me about what's available. It talks to me about the options that other people have chosen. Now, I can also read Rob Report and see the options that those people have chosen. And I can compare those and see what do I want. So if we don't know what we want, we need to gather possibilities of what's available. And then that data will help us to decide. That's it. Thank you all so much for listening to today's show. I know it's uh, short. Hopefully it's focused and useful to you. Just sharing a little bit of my personal experience and personal epiphany, but I hope that it will be useful to you. If this content has been useful to you, uh, I would appreciate your supporting the show. I forgot to do the sponsor in the beginning. Uh, just support the show on Patreon. That's helpful. RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash patron. RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash patron. You can sign up to support the show there financially. And thank you to the couple hundred of you who do that. I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, keep thinking about what you want. Get clear on it. Live a rich life now. And get clear on what financial freedom means to you so that we can build your plan. <laughs>